Yo, what is up, people? It's your boy, Anthony Hudson, back here with another episode of It's My Turn Podcast. Um, this is episode four, week four of the NFL. Um, another great week of football. Um, not that many comebacks, but not that many exciting games, but overall just still another exciting week of football. I'm glad football's back. I'm glad we're in the mix of things, and I'm just happy to be on this podcast sharing my insights with y'all. Okay, so to start off, like we always do, um, the first thing I'm talking about is the best games of the week. So the first game that I have for the best game of the week is the Seattle Seahawks versus the Detroit Lions, right? Um, the game overall was um, very high scoring. The final score of the game was 40, 48 to 45. 48 to 45. That's at least, what, six, seven touchdowns? Per team, but that's close to 100 points total. That's insane, man. Um, the Lions at first, or yeah, the Lions at first um, trailed, not the Lions, the Seahawks at first trailed to the Lions. Um, the Lions were up 31 to 15, and the Lions look good. Um, Jamal Jamal Williams, the running back that I um, talked about the podcast before, he still is playing great. Um, this game he had 108 yards and two TDs, so I guess it's a trend now. Last game he had two TDs, and this game he had two TDs, and he's just really been a surge for the Detroit Lions. But even with all that, even with that, and also forgot to mention, Jared Goff played really well. He he had 378 yards with four touchdowns, four touchdowns. That's that's amazing, but even with all that, they still fell short to Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith had 320 yards and two TDs, and the main reason why, or the main reason, Seattle um, basically triumphed over the Lions was the performance by Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny played really well. He had 150 yards and two TDs as well. He basically, um, that last drive, like, um, beforehand there was an onside kick that I really felt like the Lions should have recovered, but it it went right past them. It actually went right past the Lions defender and right past the um, Seahawks defender as well on special teams. And somehow Seattle got it. Um, I think um, the Dallas, Seattle's running back, um, recovered, re- recovered the ball, but the last drive, um, Lions still had three timeouts. They still have three timeouts. Um, it was like a minute left. They still could have stopped them and got the ball back, but Rashad Penny just led the way. He got he got the first down that the first down that the Seattle Seahawks needed to win the game, and he basically just was just just a workhorse that whole entire game. It was a very a very excited thing to. Very excited thing to see. Very exciting game, and it was just a great matchup overall. The next game that I have, or the next best game of the week that I have, is the Denver Broncos versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the Raiders got their first win of the season, which is good. They beat the um, Denver Broncos 32-23. to um, This game finally showed or this game showed um 
finally resulted in the Raiders winning as previous games before. Um, the Devontae Adams and Derek Carr connection is there. It's I mean, it's been there for a long time. They played in high school. Oh, I'm pretty sure in college together, but it's there, but it's not converting into wins. And it finally converted into a win this week, which is a good sight to see. Um, but also, this game shows, or still shows, that the Denver Broncos are still struggling on offense. And, I mean, they scored 23 points, but they are, yeah, they're still struggling on offense, which... I don't know. I mean, like I said, it's still going to take some time for us to try to get the offensive scheme. It's still, still early. It's still early. But hopefully they'll they'll get it. Hopefully they'll get past it. Um, the Raiders cornerback, or one, another um, topic that I want to talk about during that game is the Raiders cornerback, um, Amik Robertson. He is, I'm pretty sure it's, a, it's his first or second year in the league. Um, he's not really that known, but he played his heart out that game. Um, there was one play where um, Mel- Melvin Gordon ran for like five yards and got the ball stripped out. Like literally, it wasn't even stripped out. It was like popped out. It looked like it looked like an interception because it literally went straight to Meek hands. He took the ball and literally turned into Devin Hester. I don't. I don't know if he played special teams in college or if he played special teams in high school. He probably did. But he took the ball and literally, literally turned into a a return specialist. Like, just went, went insane. Like, like, just took off. It was a, it was an amazing thing to see. And he played really well overall that game. The next... Um, Best game of the week that I have is the Baltimore Ravens versus the Buffalo Bills. Um, that game, the Ravens went out to a great start. Lamar Jackson um, basically been performing like he's been performing the past three weeks, just scoring touchdowns with ease. Basically, it looked like he was on pace to score enough, on pace to score four more touchdowns like he did the week before that in the week before, previous before that. But um that second half, man, the Bills, um the Bills show why they are contenders to win the Super Bowl. They they bounced back. Josh Allen played play well. Um he basically um led the comeback against the Ravens. Buffalo actually scored seventeen unanswered points. Um it was twenty it was seventeen to three and then yeah, they scored seventeen unanswered points, um, making it twenty, twenty to twenty. Yeah, making it twenty to twenty. Um, but yeah, it was just downhill for the Ravens. Um, the Ravens um, did it. It's not like they stopped playing bad, but like they stopped converting on on that second half. Like they will get chunkies of yards and then. Would just be three and out. Like that's one one of the tough like one of the tough things to watch for offense in my opinion is, I mean if you go three and out that just shows that um, the offensive scheme that you have is just not working. But if you're getting like chunkies of yardage, 
and get to like the 30 yard line and then just stall out that's that's just like man like like what what are we doing like we're getting we're getting good yardage it's working for like the first half and then we just stalling out it's like we get to the red zone we just stall out and that was the case for the ravens this game um the ravens it was tied pretty sure it, no, I, I'm pretty sure either they were losing by three or they was tied three. But either way, either way, they needed this touchdown to to win the game. No, they were losing. They were losing twenty three to twenty, and they needed this touchdown to win the game. And um, my fault. Let me say that again. It was twenty to twenty. There we go. There was twenty to twenty. Sorry, I kept kept trying to recall the um numbers in my head, but it was twenty to twenty. There we go. Let's let's get that straight. It was twenty to twenty. The Ravens needed um, or was trying to score a touchdown to win the game. Um, they got stuck. They got stopped three times in a row in the red zone, and they went for it on fourth and one. We've seen it previous times before. Before with um, Lamar Jackson or John John Harbaugh, the um, the coach, asked Lamar Jackson, "Do you want to go for it on fourth down?" and he says he will even say yes. He will always say yes. He said yes in this case too, but this case it just wasn't meant to be. As they got stuff, the Bills end up taking the ball, going down the field, and kicking the game-winning field goal. It so I mean you can't really fault the Ravens for that because I mean it's worked previous times before, and. As a leader, Lamar Jackson is never going to say no to that. If he asks them to go for it on fourth down, I'm pretty sure he's always going to say yes because he always feels like he's going to convert. So it was just it was just um, a collapse basically, but it just shows that the Bills, even I mean the Bills, are still contenders. They're still look. They're still. Um, hyped up or they should still deserve the hype that they had before even with the um, Dolphins loss. So yeah, Bills definitely played good that game and they're still looking to be contenders. So the Ravens too. So the Ravens even with that loss. But yeah. And the final um best game of the week that I have for week four is the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, so with that game, Trevor Lawrence went out to or had a really hot start. Um, he had two or the Jacksonville Jaguars scored two TDs. It was fourteen to zero. And it was looking like the Jaguars might actually upset the Eagles. The Eagles at the time um were undefeated. They were three and zero, and the Jacksonville Jaguars were two and one. Which is actually surprising for mo or most people see because a lot of people thought the Jacksonville Jaguars would have a a low ranking season. I did too, but the Jacksonville Jaguars um play play been playing really well and they still have um even that game. But the Eagles are just the Eagles are just hot right now. The Eagles after after that first quarter just just snap. They they basically figured out what they needed to do offensively, and um, I'm pretty sure the Jacksonville Jaguars didn't score another point to to like late in the third or fourth. Um, actually, the Eagles scored like I'm pretty sure that yeah 21 unanswered points. The Eagles running game is really nice. Like even um, 
Miles Sanders led the way. He had um, 134 yards and two TDs. He had a just straight dominance performance. And even with that is amazing. With Jalen Hurst, it's even more amazing because even if Miles Sanders doesn't lead the way to get the first, Jalen Hurts could, could just scramble and get the first down that he needs every single time. It's just the running game is just amazing. Um, also, the Eagles, for the first time since 2004, they won the game. By, by the way, they won the game 29-21. to 21. But, yeah, the Eagles, for the first time, are 4-0. Last time, I'm pretty sure. Ooh, that was a long time ago. The last time they were 4-0, I'm pretty sure they played my Atlanta Falcons in the NFC Championship. Which is absolutely crazy because I'm pretty sure my dad had season tickets that game, so we, I'm pretty sure I was probably um and probably I I don't think I went to that game because it was at Philadelphia, but still I was definitely probably watching that game with him. But still, that was a long time ago. They had um what's it called McNabb and them, and it's just a good thing to see. I I, I like to see um Jalen Hurts prevail because Jalen Hurts get a lot of doubt. He's got a um, doubt in Alabama uh, when he played with Alabama, and he trans. That's why he transferred to Oklahoma, and he's got got a lot of doubt um, the first couple of years with the Eagles. But he's finally caught the groove, and he's finally doing good with the Eagles, which is a good thing to see. Um. So the next segment that I want to talk about is um, who you should start and bench for your fantasy. Um, so I got four names right here. I got Mike. You should start. These are your people you should start right here. Um, first, you should start Mike Evans versus Atlanta. Um, Mike Evans. I'm pretty sure he came back. Yeah, he came back last. He came back um Sunday night. Um, and he played. He played decent, but I feel like he'll play really well against my Atlanta Falcons. Sadly. Um, he normally dominates against us. That's why I'm telling y'all to pick him. Um, even I mean, AJ Terrell, the game before, played really well. Uh, I mean, AJ Terrell against the Seahawks played really well, and he played really well against the Browns. But still, I feel like he can have like a couple of lackluster games against top t- top ten receivers, which is cool. I mean. He got dominated against Mike Evans. I mean, Mike Thomas. So I feel like it might be the same against Mike Evans. So definitely, or if you want to start or want to get some points, start Mike Evans in your fantasy. Um, then you got Miles Sanders versus Arizona. Um, Arizona defense has been kind of lackluster this this year. I mean, they played well. They played well last week. Um, I forgot who they played. The, they played well against Carolina. Carolina now. I mean, Baker Mayfield literally has so many um, struggles. That offense is just just has so many struggles overall. I mean, that's like that's kind of easy opponent for Arizona to play good against. But for them to go against. Um, the Eagles, who are four zero, that's gonna be a different ball game. So Mike Sanders, I mean Miles Sanders, 
the game before um, against the Jacksonville Jaguars, or week four against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I said, he got two TDs, I'm pretty sure, like 130 yards. So I feel like it's definitely going to roll over into the next game against Arizona. So starting them in your fantasy. And I got Justin Jefferson versus the um, Chicago Bears. Um, Jeff, Justin Jefferson has just been playing insane these past four weeks. He had one, pretty sure he had one um, bad game. Yeah, one bad game against the Eagles, of course, against the Eagles because the Eagles are hot right now. But every other game, I mean, you look at it, 30 points, 29 points, 30 points. Just, just been playing amazing football, and I feel like that definitely roll over or go into uh, week five against the Chicago Bears. So look, look to start Justin Jefferson. And finally, I got the um, Indiana defense versus Denver. Um, I picked this because, like I said, Denver has just been having its struggles. Um, they lost their starting running back. Um... Javante Williams, there we go. Javante Williams, and now Melvin Gordon is going to start um, against. Or Melvin Gordon is going to start this week. Melvin Gordon has been having his struggles. Um, he had, I'm pretty sure, even one or two fumbles against the Raiders last um, in week four. So it's just a lot of struggles that the Denver Broncos are going against right now, but. Look to see, look to um see Indiana um play well against Denver and their defense to dominate against Denver. Okay, so as people, you should bench for your fantasy. I got Marquise Brown versus Philadelphia. Um, Arizona, Arizona along with Denver has been having their struggles on offense too. Definitely, Marquise Brown was a thousand yard receiver last year, but. This year, he's been playing solid. He's been playing solid, but against Philadelphia defense, who's who's hot, been playing really good. Whose defense a lot been playing really good. Um, um, Colin Murray's gonna have to scramble and get have like two, three seconds to throw the football. He's gonna get rushed. He's gonna have to. Um, yeah, like I said, he's gonna have to scramble a lot this game. So I don't know if Marquise Brown is gonna get as many targets because that defense is just gonna be soaring all game, just fast paced all game. So I don't you should bench Marquise Brown on your fantasy. <clears throat> um, the next person that I say you should bench is Melvin Gordon. Um the reason why I said that is already is kind of explaining um, for for the starts. Um, Melvin Gordon has been struggling. He's been he fumbled the ball I think even once or twice against the Raiders. One of them um, fumbles resulted into um, Eric Eric Robertson, like a, um, the quarterback for the Raiders that I explained before. Him actually catch, catching the ball, turning to Devin Hester and running it back. So Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon fumble resulted resulted into that. So, yeah, Melvin Gordon has been struggling. I don't think he'll bounce back against Indianapolis either this this week. That's going to be a tough matchup. So, bench Melvin Gordon. And then finally, um, is Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry versus Tennessee. 
Um, Tennessee defense isn't really like top ranked. They're they're solid, but they really ain't top ranked. They're really not um, that inferior or in yeah that powerful of opponent to play. It's just that scary. I mean, yeah, scary Terry reason going to say it. He's just been kind of lackluster these past couple of weeks. And you really can't blame him that much because, man, um, Carson Wentz has just been getting demolished, just absolutely demolished these past four weeks, just sack after sack after sack after sack. I think um, I heard it last night on Monday Night Football that he got sacked 15, 16 times. That's insane, bro. 15, 16 times in week four already. Um, yeah, he's been he um only has what like one or two seconds to throw the football at this point. So scary or scary Terry probably not gonna get that many targets because he really can't even get the football even if he wanted to at this point. So yeah. Um, so the next segment that I want to talk about is next week's predictions. Um, I'm just going to go over all the predictions for the week. Uh, I'm not going to make it too long because I'll be kind of boring. So I'm going to just, just give a little. We got 16 We got sixteen teams or 16 games. I'm just going to go over all of them real quick. Okay, so yeah, Thursday Night Football, we got the Colts versus the Denver Broncos. Um, I'm going to pick the Colts on that. The Colts finally got their first win. Um, or... Actually, they got their first win against the Chiefs, and I'm pretty sure they lost last week. So they're one, two, and one, and Denver's right now two and two. Um, but still, I, I I got the Colts over um Denver because like I said, Denver has been having their issues on um offense, and their um starting running back is injured. So against that. Indianapolis Colts defense. I'm picking Indianapolis Colts. Um, then you got for the Sunday games, you got the Giants versus the Green Bay Packers. The Green Bay Packers struggled against the New England Patriots against their third string quarterback, which is very scary to see because it's just like, wow, you're struggling against the, or for the Packers fans, it's a scary sight to see because it's like, wow, we're struggling against the Third string quarterback for the New England Patriots right now, but they end up winning that game in overtime, twenty seven to twenty seven to twenty four. They could have lost; that would have been even worse. They would <laughs> that would have been terrible. We would have been bashing them. That would have been the first thing I would have talked about this game or in, for this segment. But they end up winning, and I still feel like they'll win against the Giants, even though the Giants are Giants are pretty hot right now. Giants are three one, yeah. So, but so is Green Bay, but Green Bay's at home, so I'll give it to Green Bay. Green Bay's going to bounce back, and Rodgers going to bounce back like he always do. He gets better throughout the season, so picking Green Bay for that. Um, then you got the Buffalo Bills, or I'm going to just say the team at the place they're going to play. So you got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills. There we go. Or at Buffalo. Um, so I'm picking the Buffalo Bills, of course, over that because – Steelers have been um, trying to find their groove, basically, on offense. Um, because at first they started with Mitch Trubisky. 
and it looked like that was going to be the way to go because they won the first game. And Mr. Biscay started playing like Mr. Biscay, sadly. But now they got Kenny. Um, actually, Kenny Pickett came in the last game for them, but I don't know if he's going to start or not. I would say you they might should just keep Mitch, even though he's been playing bad. They should just keep Mitch. I'm pretty. I don't know. I don't know who's gonna start. Either way, I know it's not really gonna be a a, a difference against the Bills. It's really not. The Bills' defense is spectacular. So either way, it's not gonna really make a difference. So I'm still picking the Bills over that. Um. Then you got the Los Angeles Chargers at the Cleveland Browns. Um, I'm picking the Cleveland Browns over the Los Angeles Chargers. The the Cleveland Browns played really good against my Falcons last week, but they just couldn't pull through. Jacoby Brissett, man, he's been playing really solid. He's been playing really solid. Um, But I still got that um, spectacular um, rushing game with – or. Russian duo between Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb over the Chargers. And, okay, so the next game, you got the Houston Texans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, or at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I got Jacksonville winning that. Jacksonville has been playing really well. Trevor Morris has finally um, learned, or, yeah, learned his offense and learned, um, or got chemistry with his players. So he's finally playing well. They even um, played decent well they played decent at first they played decent in the third quarter but by that time it was kind of pretty much over with because the Eagles found their group but they played decent against the Eagles I'll say I'll say decent but so I feel like that would definitely um they could definitely use that to uh, beat the Texans who record is what 0-3, so yeah, I don't feel like the Texans are going to win or going to have a a, a win after week five either, so I'm picking Jacksonville. Um, Then you got the Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Picking Minnesota over that. Minnesota is 3-1. Kirk Cousins after playing really well. He's been playing well since week one. He had that one bad game against the Eagles, but I said it's the Eagles. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep saying it. It's the Eagles. If you had a bad game against the Eagles, I'll give it to you. I'll I'll let I'll let it slide. I will let it slide. But um, what was I about to say? Um, yeah, one bad game against the Eagles. But other than that, he's been playing really well. Been playing um solid. Um, Jay Jettas, Justin Jefferson playing elite. This great ball. Um, he had, I don't know, I don't really know how to converse into um, like actual stats, but in fantasy, 30 points, 30 points, or two 30 point games and one 29 point game, which is really high. So, yeah, I got the Vikings over the Bears. You got the New England Patriots versus, or the Detroit Lions at um, New England. Um, Picking Detroit over that because sadly New England's um starting quarterback, Matt Jones is injured, so I don't feel like that's really gonna be too much of a competition because I mean 
Latte, I'm pretty sure that's their um, third string quarterback. He played pretty solid. I mean, he almost beat Green Bay somehow. But um, the Detroit Lions have scored 40 points. The they in there 40 points the past two games. They should have. They should score enough points to beat the third string quarterback for the New England Patriots for sure. So I pick Detroit over that. Um, then you got the Seattle Seahawks at New Orleans. Um, picking Seattle. I'm picking Seattle. Seattle. Geno Smith filled has filled in the um, shoes um, for over Russell Wilson or the shoes for the Seattle Seahawks really well. Um, and the Saints, man, the Saints projected to play or the projected to um, make the playoffs and have a solid record with the amount of talent they have with the receiving core they have, but they just have been struggling, so I don't feel like it's going to um, I don't feel like they're going to prevail over the Seahawks, so I got the Seahawks winning over New Orleans. Then you got Miami at um, New York, the New York Jets. You got, I'm going to pick Miami over the Jets. Miami has been playing really well. I'm pretty sure their record is 3-1. Yeah, their record is three and one. Um, even with Tua, man, actually, now that I think about it, Tua is not playing. Hmm, might have to switch with that. Um, yeah, let me switch that. Um, I'm picking the Jets over Miami. I just realized Tua is not playing, and I don't know if Teddy Bridgewater could fill in those shoes, um, over Tua's or Tua spot. Um, Teddy's a great player, but I don't, I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of talent that he has to work with. And it's, it's a good thing to have that amount of talent, but sometimes it could be overwhelming. So I don't, I don't feel like Miami's going to win over the Jets and the Jets are at home. That could be a key factor. So I'm picking the Jets over that. Then you got the Falcons at Tampa Bay. Um, I'm pick Tampa Bay. I want the Falcons to win, of course, because my Falcons, the Falcons are my favorite team. But Tampa Bay, Tom Brady is nine and zero against the Atlanta Falcons. I feel like he's going to be ten and zero after this week or after week five. So we'll just leave it at that. Then you got Tennessee at Washington. Yeah, Tennessee Titans at Washington. The Washington um, Commanders got Tennessee winning over Washington. Washington just like I said before. Um, can't need a block for their quarterback before they do anything. They gone a week where they didn't score a point. So, yeah, don't see them winning over Tennessee. Um, <clears throat> got four games left. Um, then I got, or you got San Francisco versus Carolina or at Carolina. Got San Francisco winning at Carolina because San Francisco had a Pretty solid or pretty great game against um, their division rivals, the Los Angeles Rams. And Carolina felt or played their offenses could not do anything um, against their opponent um, in week four. But, yeah, definitely have um, San Francisco winning over the Carolina Panthers because Carolina, Pan Carolina Panthers' offense has just been pretty bad lately. I hope Baker Mayfield gets it, gets it together, though. 
Then I, um, you got the Eagles versus the Arizona Cardinals or Eagles at Arizona Cardinals. Um, I got the Eagles winning. Eagles going to keep their streak going uh, because Kyler and the Cardinals have been struggling, and I don't feel like that's going to be a good matchup for them to go against the Eagles who have been who are 4 no and who are hot right now. So picking the Eagles to win that. In the last two games, um, or last three games, I just say, I didn't see the Monday Night Football game. You got the Dallas Cowboys at Los Angeles Rams. Um, let's see. Um, I'm pick the Rams. Rams will be at home. They should be able to bounce back against the Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys recently still been playing really well without Dak Prescott, which is a good, good thing to see for Cowboy fans, as for NFL fans, we really don't care. <laughs> we really don't care at all. We really do not like Cowboy fans. But, um, yeah, I feel, I still feel like the Rams are going to bounce bounce back and win. Rams lost to the division rivals. I feel like they're kind of pissed. Um, and I feel like they'll create a, create a scheme, or create a better offensive scheme, hopefully, where they could get Allen Robinson involved. And they got um, Van Jefferson coming back soon, very soon. So if they could just get their offensive line struggle, um, struggles um, together, they could beat the Dallas Cowboys for sure. And then the final um, the Sunday Night Football matchup is the Cincinnati Bengals at Baltimore. Baltimore. I feel like Baltimore is going to win that game. Baltimore should have won the game against the Bills, but um, they kind of – I'm just going to say they kind of choked. They really did choke. But I feel like at home, Lamar Jackson, who dang near scored four touchdowns a week, should have scored four touchdowns a week before, but they just had their triumphs or had their struggles. Um, So – I feel like he's still going to play uh, or have a dominant performance against the Bengals this week. So, picking the Ravens over the Bengals. And then the final game of week five is a Las Vegas Raiders versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I got the Kansas City Chiefs. They're at home picking them against the Las Vegas, Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas finally got their first win of the season, but it. Before then, it's just been chaos and a lot of um, controversy between um, if they could get their office together. It's good they got it together, but uh, it's not going to do much against the Chiefs, who Patrick Mahomes literally had one of the greatest throws I think I ever seen last week. I don't know how he spin around and do a perfect dot to the receiver, but Patrick Mahomes, we really are taking his performance for granted. I heard it um, on ESPN. Mark J. Spears basically said that we are treating Patrick Mahomes like LeBron James. Like we're comparing him to other great players, but we're taking his actual play for granted. And this definitely is showing. So we need to take his, or we need to appreciate Patrick Mahomes as it is right now. You know, appreciate his play and just watch him dominate against the Las Vegas Raiders, who are division rivals. So, 
yeah. And then the um, final segment that I want to um, talk about is the favorite things I saw this week. Um, the first thing I saw, or the first best thing I saw was uh, Justin Jefferson taught in Marshawn Lattimore. Um, the Vikings um, beat the Saints in a nail biter this week. I'm pretty sure the um, final score was 28 to 25. Um, the Vikings kicked the game with a field goal to win. But um, Justin Jefferson, <laughs> he he won on a route, and Marshawn Lattimore ended up falling. And all literally, there's pictures of him just staring, staring over, stepping over Marshawn Lattimore and flexing while doing it. And the worst part about it is he posted it on his Instagram of him flexing, stepping over him, and then post the AI or uh, Alan Iverson stepped in over um uh, the coach for the I forgot his coach the coach name was stepping over um the Lakers defender or Lakers player in the finals basically showing his dominance over Marshawn Lattimore it's <laughs> it's a great name for me to see because I'm a Falcons fan I love seeing seeing um stuff like that seeing comedy against the Saints um the next best thing I saw for the week is Amik Robinson versus Jerry Judy um Jerry Judy Receiver for the Broncos caught a pass over Meek Robinson, the corner I've been talking about um, earlier in the segments. And Jerry Judy started talking trash to him, and that basically fired up Meek. Meek, who I, I didn't really know too much of before this game, I definitely know of now. He um, basically ran ran over Cortland Sutton, or. Yeah, basically ran over Cortland Sutton to make a tackle and then had that um, great return or a uh, fumble return, fumble recovery that he basically the ball went straight to his hands, caught it, and just took off straight to the end zone. Literally just straight straight to the end zone, fast as heck. But other, he had that, and he also had another um, great tackle that I saw against them. But overall after after um Jerry Judy started talking on trash to him, he just basically just just started balling. So that was a good thing to see. Um and then the final thing or the final great thing about week five or week four that I saw was the Giants. The Giants first of all being three and one, the Giants finally with Daniel Jones and Saquon. Saquon man. Saquon Barkley man. Finally, I mean, it was just great to see him come back, but for him to lead the league and lead the league in rushing yards with 463 yards, that's amazing, man. Seeing Saquon do that and seeing the Giants be a three one is absolutely amazing. The Giants, for what the past five years, has been the laughing stock of the league, and finally they get it together. Along with the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're finally getting it together. But yeah, um, that's basically it for this podcast. Um, thank you for listening. Um, I had a really, really good time recording today. So thank you, audience, and peace.